This is the Manga Mavericks podcast from allcomic.com, episode 60. We are a podcast not only dedicated to talking about manga as a medium, but as an industry. I'm Colton. And I am Ram Ramayasha, and today we finally are free of the news-only episodes because we have topics to talk about. We have two new jump starts. We are going to be discussing with our good pal, Maxi Bernard, and those jump starts are called Teenage Renaissance David, and I am from Japan, and we'll have a fun discussion on those. But, of course, first we do have news to talk about, and there is quite some good news, too. I know I said we had good news, but no, we're, we're starting off with a bad news piece, and that is that the Back to the Future manga by Yusuke Murata that he had been hyping up that we were all looking forward to, it's been canceled because of rights issues. They couldn't get the rights, uh, so it's not happening. Sorry. No, uh, I really wanted this. <laughs> as no. did we all. We all wanted to see this, but they just couldn't get the rights not necessarily to back to the future itself it seems but like to things that would have to appear in the manga like maybe they couldn't get the rights to to draw delorean i don't know but whatever the issue was it is interfering with us getting what would have been a great manga adaptation of back to the future uh man i want i just want everything drawn by yusuke murata is that too much to ask ah don't think it is. Well, maybe it is asking too much of him, but he wanted <laughs> to do this. He wanted to do this. So it is a shame that we have been denied. I'm very upset and I'm very sad because I'm I'm looking I'm looking at some of the uh, some of the art he's drawn right now, and man, this would have been so amazing. Mm-hmm. God, I'm so sad. I don't have anything else to add other than I'm sad and I hate it. But oh well. <sighs> Some things are just meant to stay a fantasy, I guess. Yes, and some dreams are meant to end. Some series are meant to end. And there's something else that has ended recently, too, hasn't there? Yeah, so it was revealed on Twitter by manga creator Fumita Yanagida that uh, the eighth volume of Tomochan is a Girl will be the final volume. Uh, I don't think there is a release date for that uh, particular volume just yet, but yep. Tomochan as a girl, I think, was uh, just recently. Um, I, I say recently, like within like this past year. Re- uh, the first volume of that was released by Seven Seas, and uh, I haven't had the chance to check it out yet. But I remember thinking that uh, the premise was uh, potentially pretty cute. I've heard a lot of good things. Seven Seas has recently begun releasing the manga over here, so very curious to check it out. And it's a short series, so. I'm looking forward to reading the entire thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think that's about it for like things that are ending at the moment, because uh, we also have something that's on hiatus at the moment, and that is, once again, Detective Conan, as it was revealed in the 43rd issue of Weekly Shonen Sunday. Aoyama uh, will be taking a nine-week hiatus from Detective Conan, uh, starting with that issue, continuing on to the 52nd issue. Apparently, Aoyama will be conducting research during his hiatus, and uh, Conan will be resuming in the 53rd issue. So it seems like Conan's been taking a lot of breaks recently, and honestly, I'm okay with it, because, you know, Aoyama deserves these breaks, especially if, you know, that'll just make his series, you know, that much better. Mm -hmm. It's good that Aoyama is taking his breaks, and he's using that time well to also do some research for the series, the 
come up with more interesting cases. So I think that this is healthy for both him and the series. But now we have something coming back to get excited about because Akiko Higashimura is drawing three new chapters of Tokyo Tarareba Girls. Hey. They'll be serialized in the October through December issues of Kiss Magazine, starting on uh, the October 25th issue, which it will also have the cover of that issue. And the first of the new chapters will have opening color pages. And I don't know if we'll get these over here, if we'll get them translated uh, by Kodansha USA, but... You know, there's three more epilogue chapters in Tokyo Tarareba Girls, it seems, a side story chapter. So looking forward to seeing what that's about. Mm, yeah, hopefully those get picked up. I think that's about it for serialization news, though. Yeah, but now we're moving on to some licensing news. And there are a lot of big licenses that have happened recently. To start us off here, MNC has licensed uh, Keiko Notoyama's The Secret of Girls manga. MSC is an Indonesian publisher, but they uh, translate their manga in English. And uh, The Secret of Girls is a manga by Keiko Motoyama. It's a collection of six horror stories that depict the dark side of a woman's heart. So one of the stories is Mio had her heart devoted to Haruto, but he broke up with her with a warning. And how can she return to having Haruto completely? What will Mio do? So like very dark psychological kind of stories about obsession and uh, horror stories. So really interesting. Uh, looking forward to seeing it come out. Yeah, and it seems like it's a uh, it's a Shigakukan title too, though it, it doesn't run in Shunen Sunday. It runs in another magazine of theirs. But it's, it's, it's good to see more Shigakukan stuff coming over in general. And MNC has previously published uh, previous works by Notoyama, so for the season continuing to do so. Uh, but now we're going to move on to some Viz Media stuff. And uh, this first thing that they uh, picked up and uh, put online is really cool because uh, basically in celebration of the My Hero Academia movie that recently just uh, you know premiered in theaters over here in North America, um, uh, before that actually, uh, Viz basically put up on uh, on their website and on the app, their Viz Media app, the All Might Rising one-shot manga that uh, apparently was originally included in Volume Origin, which was a little volume of My Hero Academia that was given out to the first million theater-goers in Japan for the premiere of My Hero Academia 2 Heroes. And it's essentially just a 10-page little one-shot, basically takes place before the beginning of My Hero Academia, kind of about uh, a younger All Might sort of right before he starts traveling abroad and it's uh and we we kind of forgot to mention at the top of the show but uh we're definitely going to be talking about it a little later uh with maxi so uh we'll we'll definitely have more thoughts on this uh a little later in the show but uh yeah so essentially you know if you want to read it basically if you have a viz account all you have to do is just go to viz.com and uh go ahead and redeem it and uh, you'll be able to read it on the website or on the app and I think it's really cool that they brought this over. But uh, yeah, I really like that Viz goes beyond to put up these things for, for their fans. I really appreciate that. But uh, one one last piece of Viz news that was announced recently is that they have licensed uh, Sorata Akiduki's uh, Snow White with the Red Hair, which uh, the first volume of that will be released uh, this spring 2019, which uh, obviously this has gotten... 
I think two anime adaptations uh about a well uh, two seasons of the anime sorry yeah that, that's what i meant um but uh yeah so i i've seen i've seen the series around um and i i've been kind of meaning to check it out so it's nice to see that uh they finally picked up the manga for that yeah i'm really excited for this i watched both seasons really enjoy the show and I'm glad the manga is finally coming out over here because, you know, this has been long overdue. This series started in 2006, so it took 13 years for it to finally get licensed. But here we are. And there's going to be quite a great team working on it. Marlene first will be the editor. Caleb Cook will be translating. Brandon will be uh, lettering. So it's going to be really, really, really exciting. Uh, and I can't wait to read it. When did the um when did the anime for this premiere? It feels like it premiered like a, a while ago at this point. Twenty fifteen. Oh yeah. I mean I, I guess in seasonal anime time it feels like ten years, but <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, so it's it took took a couple of years, but uh I I'm 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 glad they picked this up. But uh I guess we'll move on to some Kodansha stuff. That's right. It's a new month on the horizon. So Kodansha has new digital first manga they're going to be announcing. They're going to be debuting in October. And we'll run down them here. Starting off, we've got Are You Lost by Kentaro Okamoto and Yuri Sakara, which is coming out on October 2nd. It's about two people who are stranded on a desert island after a plane crash. So they have to figure out how to survive. And in Volume 1, they learn how to eat cicadas, how to build traps, a simple allergy test, and how to eat hermit crabs. So lots of fun shenanigans. Then we've got The Forest of Piano, which is also going to debut on October 2nd, which is about a piano, a band in the woods, and a young boy, Kai, who grew up playing with it as his favorite toy. Kai can't read sheet music, but he meets an aspiring pianist one day and a music teacher. And the music teacher was the gifted pianist themselves until a tragic accident stole his future from him. And so the meeting of this trio, they gravitate to one another, and then the piano is just there. And I'm sure they encounter the piano, and it starts the the journey of Kai to become a great pianist. And so, yeah, this is going to be a Comixology original uh, in the sense that it's going to be available exclusively on Comixology and Kingdom. Uh, I've heard many good things about the series over the years, so I'm really excited that it's finally getting translated. I think the anime for this just like ju- was just put up on uh, Netflix over here in America, so... Yes, I believe so. I, I think the anime is getting a good reception from what I understand. I haven't uh, watched it myself yet. Mm. Next, we've got Kira Kun Today by Rin Mikimoto, which is debuted on October 9th. And it's basically about a girl who, you know, keeps watch over her neighbor, who is also the class clown, Kirakun. And Kirakun has a terrible secret, and he has a hard time opening up. And so the the struggle is, will Nino be consumed by his world, or will she help him to open up? And, uh, yeah, who, which of these two will become the closest love to heaven? Whatever that means. Next, we've got Tokyo Revengers by Ken Wakui, which is coming out on October 16th, where it's about a guy who found out that his girlfriend has died, killed by a gang called the Tokyo Manji Gang. 
and he feels like crap because he lives in a bad apartment and his younger boss treats him like an idiot uh it seems like his life is just pretty miserable but then he time travels back to his middle school days and so now he's going to save his girlfriend and change his life so he doesn't grow up to have such a terrible time so it's it's a lot like erased in that sense then we've got Mika Sami's Way of Love by Hiro Aikawa, which is beginning on October 23rd. It is about a girl who has has zero relationship experience. And uh, because her overprotective neighbor is her high school teacher, Mikami. And so she is being manipulated by a stranger or bearing affections. And it seems like it's going to be a story about a girl falling in love with her teacher. So, Next, we've got Princess Resurrection Nightmare by Yasunori Mitsunaga, which is coming out on October 30th, which is a sequel or a reboot of Princess Resurrection, which is a, a series I've seen around about, I guess, a girl who fights... Uh, of monsters and she says friends of monsters like it's about the girl who's called the princess of monsters and yeah this was another installment of the princess resurrection franchise so yeah it's cool so those are the six new titles that are debuting this october from kudanch comics mm. yeah um definitely another batch of interesting titles i guess like out of this handful here like forest of pianos definitely the one I'm the most interested in, along with uh, Tokyo Revengers in particular. Forest the Piano and Are You Lost are the most that, that interest me. Tokyo Revengers, the description turns me off when they're going on about how terrible this guy's life is. But it's like, <laughs> oh, it's bad because he's, he's, he's being mistreated by a guy younger than him. And oh, he's a virgin. How sad of him. Okay, sure. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know that that seems like a red flag that there might be some like uh problematic perspectives in the series. That's fair. I can agree with that. But yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait until next month to see the next handful of titles that Kodansha brings us. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we'll move on to some uh J Novel Club stuff. You know, some more light novels they've been uh announcing recently. Uh, which they've announced two titles. And the first one being, uh, my next life as a villainous, all routes lead to doom. And, um, it's essentially about, uh, about this character who, who suddenly recalls memories of her past, of a past life, that of a teenage Japanese girl just before her untimely death. Uh, this girl recalls playing an Otome game that is exactly like the world she's living in now. And she's basically the antagonist of this Otome game who, has nastily hounded the protagonist until the end. Uh, knowing all the possible outcomes of the game, she realizes that every single possible route ends with her uh, being murdered or exiled. And in order to avoid all these bad ends, she has to use her knowledge of the game and her own wiles, uh, starting with breaking off this engagement with the prince. So um, that's kind of interesting. I kind of like, I, am, I mean, I'm sure it's probably been done before and I just, haven't seen it myself but i kind of like the idea of this slight twist on on the isekai uh story where it's like 
uh, that I mean, you know, being transported to a game and now you're essentially the villain. I kind of I kind of like that angle. Yeah, it's a really interesting angle. And yeah, it seems like a, it seems quite similar to Overlord, which is also like a story about like a guy who tra- gets trapped in the game and is like the villain of the game. So, mm, yeah, it's kind of I like that series or at least what I've seen of that series. So I'm interested in this as well. And then uh, the other title that Jay Novel Club licensed uh, being called, uh, apparently it's my fault that my husband's head turned into that of a beast. And uh, as the synopsis reads, uh, rumor has it that Princess Rosemary is an antisocial shut-in, but the truth is far stranger. Uh, The young princess hides from the world because of a strange condition that whenever someone expresses a negative emotion, uh, she sees their head transform into that of a fearsome beast, which... That's uh that's a really interesting premise. I really like that idea. Yeah, it's kind of like Fruits Basket. Uh, when in Fruits Basket, when one of the Soma family like touches someone of the opposite sex, they uh, turn into an animal. Well, I guess they themselves turn into an animal. Like they don't turn someone else into an animal. So it's hmm. kind of like a, a a flip of that. Um, but no, yeah. Um, unfortunately, like I've I've said before, I, I don't read. I haven't really read any light novels, but I mean, if I started to, like, I would honestly read both of these because they actually sound really interesting. Yeah, these have really good premises that, yeah, I'm really intrigued by. I'd like to read them. Um, but I guess we'll just move on from that to, to the next tidal wave of Seven Seas licenses. That's right. Uh, back to school tidal wave they have brought upon us. They have crashed down upon us and we are now drowning and swimming in it. But I am happy to be drowning in all these titles because they're so good. So before we get into those, I will mention something that I neglected to put on this news document, and that is that Kaoru Mori's manga are finally available digitally from Yen Press, which includes some out-of-print works from her. Uh, But in general, it's just nice to have her works available digitally, and I just thought I'd mention that. And related, uh, there is a Kickstarter going on by Nozomi that is uh, trying to fund a dub for the first season of Emma, which is one of uh, Karamori's most famous manga. So, yeah, that'd be uh, cool to see happen, too. And I'll leave a link to that in the description. I think they're pretty close right now. Uh, So we should be getting that funded. So that'll be nice. But now to move on to the Seven Seas licenses and uh, where you see this condition, uh, if I don't read my life, next life as a villainous in light novel form, I could perhaps read it in manga form. Because Seven Seas has announced that it has licensed Satoru Yamaguchi's and Nami Hidaka's My Next Life as a Villainous All Roots Lead to Doom manga. And the first volume of the manga is slated for printed digital release on July 30th, 2019. And it's from the same artist of the like novels too, so that's really cool. Hmm, that is really cool. So you you have both light novel and manga options for those, which is nice. And then following that, uh, Seven Seas also licensed uh, Mythical Beast Investigator from Keishi Ayasato and Koichiro Hoshino. And uh, as the synopsis describes, uh, in a dangerous land where fantastical creatures exist, humans must live beside dragons and other supernatural monsters. That's where mythical beasts investigators like Fairy come in. Uh, Fairy might look like a young girl, but she has extensive knowledge of magical creatures and dreams of creating uh, peace between humankind and monsters. 
and with her otherworldly bodyguard, uh, Kushina, by her side, Fairy will work to calm any conflict, no matter where that takes her. So, um, very interesting, like, bureaucratic sort of fantasy kind of thing. Um, I could I could get into it. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. In general, like, all this stuff that Seven Seas is licensed, I'd like to check out. Like, Skeleton Knight in Another World. Or a skeleton knight going out into the parallel universe, as it can be translated, uh, the Japanese title. But the Seven Seas has licensed the light novels and the manga adaptation of it. And the first light novel is going to come out for print and digital on June 11, 2019. Well, the first volume of the manga will come out on print and digital on July 9th, 2019. And it's about a gamer who played video games until he fell asleep and he woke up and he found himself in the game world as a skeleton. And he has to find a new place for himself in this fantastic land even though he is a skeleton. Uh, that sounds that sounds pretty great actually. Uh, but next up, uh, we're actually getting a spin-off manga of a license we had talked about on the show a couple episodes back. A, a spin-off to Mushoku Tensei uh, called Mushoku Tensei Roxy Gets Serious which... Uh, is essentially, uh, again, a spinoff of Mushoku Tensei, uh, I guess revolving around uh, this character in particular. Um, I can't say I'm very interested in it just because I'm, like, we talked about on the show before how the original Mushoku Tensei just didn't really sound all that interesting in particular. Um, so I might just kind of give this a pass just because of that. But uh, for those who are interested, uh, the first volume of this will be available for print and digital on April 30th, 2019. I'll say this, I like the title, and I like the cover art. Yeah. And the character design of who I assume is Roxy. So I'm not that interested in the original Shoku Tensei, but I might give this a flip. And that's uh, quite a lot of Isekai titles from Seven Seas, but they still have a lot of other new licenses to offer, which includes Creature Girls, a field journey in another world which will be printed under their Mature Reader imprint. The first volume of this is going to come out on June 4, 2019. It's basically about a guy fascinated by the complex zoology of monster girls in fiction, and then he finds himself transported into a world full of them. And so he begins to meet a bunch of monster girls. So it's it's one half isekai, one half monster girl encyclopedia, I guess. It is basically a, a merge of isekai and monster girl interests. So there you go. But Seven Seas has also announced the license for Nakashiro Rube's adult Yuri manga anthology Eve X Eve, or Eve Eve, maybe the uh, Exodus Summer, like in Hunter Hunter. And the first volume of that is going to come out on May 7, 2019. And the print edition is going to have a large trim size. There are going to be six Yuri short stories in the book, including a science fiction tale about the apocalypse and two women who love each other to the Robert, Avert, and Neon. And these stories previously ran in Comic Yuri Himei Yuri Nishin Anthology, and uh, the book was published in Japan on July 18th. So yeah, that's another great book for Yuri fans to check out. And uh, keeping the Yuri train going, we have I Married My Best Friend to Shut Up My Parents, or to Shut My Parents Up. This is the greatest title I've heard in a long time. I loved it. Like, just just from the title alone already tells me, like, everything I need to know about the series, which is amazing. It is a mood. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, um, but this um, this title in particular comes from Naoko Kodama, who is also the author of uh, NTR Netsuso Trap. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't think we really even need a synopsis for this one. I, I think I think it's self explanatory. Yeah, she married her best friend to shut her parents up. It's right in the title. So, like, I'm already, like, totally sold on this. Um, apparently, this will be also slated for print and digital on June 11, 2019. And I guess it's just a volume long is only about, like, three chapters or so, I guess. So, um, I'm I'm all in favor of more uh, one-shot volumes being sold and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like NPR, even though it is trashy, but this is, like, more of my alley in terms of, like, oh, this is, like, a, a great premise that is, like, kind of really reflective of, like, again, the mood of the times, like, this kind of cynicism against, oh, these demands of society. Fuck them. I'll do what I want. And then, you know, it just seems like it's going to be a cute, story. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'm really into it. I can see this being very relatable, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely gonna be checking this out. Yeah, I'm excited for that. But we save the most exciting for last because Seven Seas has licensed Akiko Higashimura's autobiographical manga Kaku Kaku Shika Jika, which they are going to be retitling as Blank Canvas, my so-called artist journey. Yes, this first volume is going to be slated for physical release with large trim size on May 29, 2019. It is an autobiographical story about Akiko Higashimura's life and her relationship with her art teacher and how that relationship changed and resisted over the years as she attended art school and began a career as a mangaka. And it's a really compelling story, a really relatable story if you're an artist and you went to an art school in particular. And, oh, I'm so happy that this is coming out because it is an incredible series. Like, and I, in general, I want more Hikiku Yashimura stuff to come out here. But, like, I've been waiting for this for so long to get officially licensed. I remember I asked, like, a Crunchyroll or Kananja representative. I forget, like, what, who the representative was from, but it was at a panel way back in 2015, New York Comic Con 2015. I was, like, asking, hey, you know, you got Princess Jellyfish. Maybe you'll get uh, Kakukaka Shika Jika next. And they were like, hmm, you know, we're interested. Maybe. We'll see. But finally, you know, it wasn't uh, Kananja, but finally, you know, someone is bringing over Plank Canvas. And I'm so excited for it. I'm so happy. Yep, I fi- I figured you'd be uh, happy about this one, Sid. Yeah, definitely interested in uh, checking this out myself um, because I-, I I've been reading like Princess Jellyfish to hopefully cover on the show in the next like couple of months or so, and uh, Higashimura is definitely a very interesting person, and uh, yeah, I I definitely would like to actually like read about her, so definitely we'll be checking this out at some point. Um, but I think that's it for all the Seven C stuff and. Yeah, they they got a lot of really cool stuff coming. That they did. Um, but I think that about does it first licensing news altogether. So yep, and so let's move on to some miscellaneous news to wrap things up. And first off, we've got a special edition of the manga translation battle. Previous editions of manga translation battle have been a contest to like test up and coming translators. You know, uh, by giving them like a some pages of an untranslated manga 
to work off and like see like how they translated and then like uh, the winners of the, those contests would be based on like how good their translation was but this year the manga translation battle is a battle of professionals where uh, eight professional translators are going to compete against each other in a knockout tournament and hmm. since you know there is uh this is all fan voted on so fans will vote on which translation they like best and so the eight translators that are going to be competing in this contest are Iyasu Adair Nagata, who has uh, been in the industry for over 20 years, Aaron Proctor, who has translated series like Kunodori and Chokuryo Jinryu, Jennifer Ward, who is the winner of the Fort Mangan Translation Contest, E. Welty, who has had five years of career experience, Preston Johnson Honkar, who has won the sixth manga translation contest, Jenny McKeon, who is the third manga translation contest winner, and is also the translator of uh, Blank Canvas for Seven Seas. Hmm. So, they're really exciting. And uh, Monique Murphy, who is the fourth manga translation contest uh, winner. Kevin Gifford, who is a translator of not just manga, but also anime and games. And basically, in round one of this contest, each of these translators are going to be given 20 pages of Tonigawa by uh, Tenzi uh, Hagiwara, and uh, they will uh, be translating them in like sequential order. So, like, if you read the translations of each group in order, you'll get to read the first 80 pages of Tonigawa for free. And then basically, you vote for each translation that you like better from each group. And uh, there's you don't need to register to vote for this, but you can only vote once for each pair of competing contestants so uh yeah so in round one it's going to be tonagawa and then in round two it's going to be pataliro and round three is kingdom and the round one will last from september 28th to october 19th round two will last from november 9th to november 30th and round three will last from december 17th to january 17th so it's really cool uh to see uh translation battle professionals and i am looking to see who comes out on top but now we are going to be moving on to some movie news aren't we let's start off with uh the bad news first because uh alita the battle angel alita film has been pushed back once again oh no to uh february 14th 2019 after already being pushed back to December 21st, 2018, it's uh, now being pushed back to February 14th. So that might actually be good for it. You know, there's a lot of competition in December. So this could actually help it out. But it is kind of sad and worrying that this film keeps getting delayed. I'm worried that as we inch closer and closer to it, it'll just keep being pushed back further and further. And we'll never get to see it. But here's crossing our fingers that it does come out. And we do get to watch it, and it's good. Yeah, let's 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 hope it's good. Let's hope for a for a good live action anime movie. We really need more of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move on to some good news. Uh, so we mentioned My Hero Academia Two Heroes earlier in the show, and uh, you know, at the time of this recording, it's had a limited run in, in theaters, and uh, apparently, it's been doing pretty well for Funimation. Uh, according to a uh, press release from Funimation uh, earlier this week, so apparently, just to, just to quote the press release 
My Hero Academia 2 Heroes is quote-unquote outpacing any other top 10 film in per screening revenue totals by almost $1,200 for the first day and by over $1,400 on the second day uh, in its five-day run over 500 theaters across the U.S. and Canada. So just checking up the box office uh, numbers here at the moment. Um, it's like at this point, it's made over $2 million in the box office at this point, which I think uh, considering it's very limited run at this point, it's uh, that's pretty amazing. And it looks like it's gotten two additional screenings. It's, it's nice to see that it got additional screenings at all. Like I, I was going to say I was surprised, but I'm also kind of not surprised. Like, I mean, My Hero Academia is obviously a very lucrative franchise over here at this point. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised that it, it's gotten like additional screenings. Um, and I'm, I I feel like it'll probably get at least like a couple more, maybe. I could see that happening. It'll be interesting to see like how many, uh, how, how high the gross will be by the end of this. I remember that uh, Resurrection F was a huge hit and that was, that grossed 8 million in its run. So I wonder how close this will get to that but yeah i mean is doing exceptionally well uh there's been so many more showtimes added it's crazy like you know the, the i'm going to go see the movie at the time of this uh recording like l- later in the day and on saturday there used to only be just one showtime of the theater i was going to and now there are six six wow on, on saturday so that just goes to show how much demand there is for this like this is a hot film this is something this is big this is doing really well and i wonder if i uh on the screen junkies monthly report the charting with dan merle if, uh, if that will end up being one of the highest grossing films of the weekend or at least like the highest in the per screen average for sure I'm I'm very curious to see how well it's really stacked up against like all the other domestic released films over here, mm-hmm, even yeah. in its limited run. So really excited, really excited about this. Well, I mean, I've also seen that it's uh, I guess this past week it made more money than like than like the Predator movie and the Nun movie, which I'm not. Again, I'm not really like super surprised. Um, I've I've heard the Nun isn't super great, and I mean like. Well, yeah, neither movie I've heard is really great. Though it's, to be fair, this is not, like, their debut week, and also this is only, like, for this week, My Hero Academia has made more than them. Yeah. yeah. But that is still impressive that My Hero Academia has made more box office this week than The Predator. Seriously. Yeah, it's it's still pretty amazing. I mean, I really hope we get to a point where, like, at least with uh, Funimation's films, that uh, maybe they'll start getting like wider releases. Because clear, I mean, like, not every film can feasibly have them. I'm I'm sure, but like with stuff like Dragon Ball and My Hero Academia, I think they kind of deserve it. Like, I think I think if they actually had a as wide of a release as say, like, you know, the normal like blockbusters over here i'm sure they would do that much better because i i think there's potential for them to rake in even more money so but i don't know i i guess time will tell you know we'll just have to see um but i guess we'll end off our news with some jump force stuff and oh my god we have a lot to talk about with jump force 
uh, because uh, we have new characters added. We have original characters being added, designed by Akira Toriyama himself, and even maybe a release date. So just kind of get some new characters out of the way here. So we have more to, uh, just just Togashi characters coming. Uh, because not only do we have more Hunter Hunter characters with uh, Killua and Kurapika joining the roster, but we now have confirmation of both Yusuke and Togoro from Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, which is which is great. I'm hoping they'll add maybe like one or two more Hakusho characters because I would, I would, I would personally like to see like I know it probably won't happen, but maybe Kuwabara. That'd be kind of cool. I'd like to maybe actually play as him in a jump game for once. I'd like all of the main four to be in the game. You know, Kuwabara, Hiekurama. Yeah, at least at least um, that would be great. Um, so that's pretty cool, but. Um, yeah, so also, as I just mentioned, uh, there will be original characters for uh, Jump Force in particular, again, created by Akira Toriyama himself. And um, they look interesting, to say the least. Uh, the, 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 the one character in the, in the gold armor, for some reason, I can't help but think about Thanos from Infinity War. It kind of has like a similar like colors and stuff. But uh, let's see, we also have a... Uh, I, I guess apparently, according to these videos that have been put up, um, it looks like it has a uh, February 2019 release, uh, which is pretty cool. And I guess there's also uh, going to be uh, listings for, uh, let's see, for for those who pre-order the game, uh, they'll get uh, three additional costumes, a new lobby vehicle, uh, and the, the collector's edition of the game in Europe, at least, will include a diorama, three artboards, and a steel bookcase. Um, which I've seen go for like over two hundred dollars, and I'm not sure how many people will be into that, but you know that that's just me in general. Um, so yeah, a lot of lot of really like cool, interesting stuff coming for Jump Force. Um, at this point, I'm I'm just looking forward to uh, to see how many more new characters they'll add to the roster before February, I guess. Yeah, these new original characters seem interesting. Kane and Galena, the villains. I like their designs. You know, Kane looks a lot like Hit. I, yeah, I he kind of he kind of does. With yeah, like weird cell-like wings. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting to say the Galena least. Kind of looks like a fairy tale character. She kind of looks like uh, Mara Jane when she's in her demonic form. Uh, and then Glover, the the jump director. Or whatever his role is, like a J Force director, like he 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 seems like very intentionally, obviously designed but uh, designed after Nick Fury from the MCU. I was gonna say Sid, it's okay. After Samuel L. Jackson, it's okay, Lum. You could call him Nick Fury. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. I guess that's about it for the news then. That's right. And talking about Jump Force has made me really excited to talk about more jumps. So let's talk about Jump Starts and My Hero Academia 2 Heroes with our good friend Maxi Bernard. Plus Ultra! Yeah, about that. Um, you're not actually gonna hear that this episode. Oops. Uh, so, yeah, here's the thing. Um... We actually already recorded with Maxi about the latest jump starts, as well as uh, some My Hero Academia stuff, including our thoughts on uh, All Might Rising and uh, My Hero Academia Two Heroes. But uh, that that discussion went on a lot longer than I thought it was going to. 
And uh, so uh, we kind of figured that, uh, you know, 40 minutes worth of news on top of that would probably be like too long of an episode. Um, So we decided to, you know, split it up that. And uh, honestly, I haven't had the time this week to edit that part of the show anyway. So worst case scenario, uh, that discussion will be out two weeks from now. But I'm really going to try to kick it into high gear and really try to get that edited like within the next week. So at the earliest, it'll be out hopefully like next weekend at the latest, the weekend after that, but it will be coming. We, we, we've been doing a lot of like news only episodes, you know, mostly because uh, a lot of the stuff we wanted to talk about for like the last month or so uh, just didn't pan out, unfortunately, um, which is why we hadn't really said anything. Because, again, we we do that thing where it's like, yeah, you could totally expect this next episode, and then it just doesn't happen, and I didn't really want to keep doing that to you guys. So, yeah, but, again, we do promise that next time it won't just be a news-only episode, and we do have uh, a lot of great discussions coming up uh, near the end of the year here for you guys. Uh, Hopefully we can... uh, we could stop doing these news only episodes because I really actually want to get to talking about the stuff that I've been reading for the show lately. Um, so yeah, uh, you can look forward to the next episode of my, I almost said my hair academia. Uh, you can look forward to the next episode of manga Mavericks, uh, basically covering what I just mentioned, uh, the latest jump starts, uh, teenage Renaissance, David, and, uh, I'm from Japan as well as again, uh, all might rising the prequel, manga chapter to My Hero Academia, and also prequel chapter to the My Hero Academia movie, Two Heroes. So yeah, uh, again, that'll be coming soon. Uh, but until then, I hope you guys at least enjoyed a shorter uh, episode of Manga Mavericks. I, I'm actually really surprised this ended up being less than an hour. Um, maybe if I keep talking for another 10 minutes, maybe it'll be an hour. I'm not going to actually do that. Uh, or maybe I will. I don't know. Sometimes I can't control myself. Um, anyway, um, thank you for listening to this episode of Manga Mavericks. Uh, I guess I'll just get our plugs out of the way. So uh, you can find Lum Ramayasha over on Twitter at Lum Ramayasha, um, as well as on sites like My Anime List, Annie List, uh, Animation Revelation forums. Uh, you know, wherever you can find a Lum Ramayasha, uh, he'll be there. As well as, you know, look forward to his reviews of, you know, certain manga over at all-comic.com. As for me, you could find me, I'm Colton, at SniperKing323, where I do way too many manga threads. And, uh, you know, I occasionally come on Twitter to just tweet random things or whatever, lol. <laughs> I don't know why I add that part. Um, I haven't really been on Twitter much recently, just because I've been kind of busy with other stuff you know, like the podcast, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always around, I'm lurking around as, as weird as that sounds, I'm lurking around, you know, I try to talk to people when I can. Uh, if you want to send me a tweet, I'll try to reply back. Um, you can also find my other podcasts, such as Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast, at GintalifeLessons.wordpress.com. Again, if you're a fan of Gintama, and you want to hear me talk about the Gintama manga as through the old Viz Media release, uh, we're the show for you. We're on a bit of a hiatus at the moment, but uh, we do have a backlog of about f- almost 60 episodes or so, again, over at gettolifelessons.wordpress.com. What's not on hiatus, surprisingly enough, is my other podcast, One Podcast Prevails, at onepodcastprevails.com, where my friend and doctor and I from the Ask Backwards Anime podcast basically sit down to talk about Detective Conan, or Case Closed, whatever you call it. We uh, sit down and talk about a 
couple of chapters, depending on how long a certain arc or case is, you know, every episode. And uh, I really enjoy recording that show because I enjoy reading Detective Conan. Uh, so if you, you know, if you're a fan as well, uh, please go check that out. Again, that's at onepodcastprevails.com. Um, but I guess just as for all comic and the podcast in particular, specifically Manga Mavericks, um, if you want to follow all comic, you want to follow us on facebook.com slash all dot comic or on twitter.com slash all comic underscore. Uh, but before that, I forgot to mention, you can find every episode of Manga Mavericks over at all dash comic.com in general. It's where we post every episode first. Um, but if you want to get like the latest updates on Manga Mavericks in particular, uh, you want to follow us on Twitter at Manga underscore Mavericks, as well as follow us on Tumblr at MangaMavericks.tumblr.com. Uh, you should also subscribe to our YouTube channel over at YouTube.com slash Manga Mavericks, uh, where we post excerpts of our uh, latest podcast episodes, including news pieces, our our, our discussions and whatnot. Um, I think the latest one we put up was our Bakuman discussion. And Lum also really likes to put up s- uh, certain news pieces and stuff. So, you know, if, if you're not into listening to two hour plus podcasts and you want more bite sized chunks of the show, um, we will hopefully help you out with that over at uh, YouTube. So, again, that's youtube.com slash manga mavericks. Uh, but if you want to email us anything about the show, you know, what are you reading? What do you think about? Uh, the news we covered on this episode. Um, have you seen My Hero Academia 2 Heroes? Uh, what was what was your theater experience like? Uh, email us anything about any of those topics, and we'll read them on the show. You can send those over to mangamavericks at gmail.com. But the most important thing, guys, is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I, I, I lost track of what that thing's actually called. Um, that really helps the visibility of our show, so please do all three of those things if you so wish. Um, but that is going to be about it for the episode. Again, uh, sorry, guys, for not having that discussion ready. Uh, but, uh, yep, again, you can look forward to it within the next two weeks here, hopefully sooner. Um, but until then, this has been episode 60 of the podcast, and we will see you guys next time for episode 61. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.